0: This is BC Spirits, your look at the province's burgeoning, distilling culture. What is happening, BC Spirits? Welcome to another episode. Um, i have got to start off this episode with a couple of things. Uh, first and foremost, the drawer for uh, Great Northern Cocktails, I will sign it personally and ship it off to you, um, goes to Darkside Slash on YouTube. I'm going to have to try and track you down and figure out how to get a hold of you via, via Instagram or Facebook. <laughs> But Dark Side Slash, if you are watching, you are the winner this week. Um, Guys, I want to just take a step back for a second because I'm already hyperventilating a little bit, getting excited to taste things. But um, I want to thank everybody for the support. Uh, The last couple of weeks on the YouTube channel has shown me just how much people love Craft Spirits and more so what I do with the tasting. So I think this is my 113th video on YouTube. Um, So I've been doing this for a while and... There are a lot of times where you feel like you're just banging your head against the wall because it is such a niche brand. But my passion and love, which I'm sure you see for BC Spirits, is boundless. And uh, I'm hoping that you'll bring, bring gain some value from this and that you'll learn about a ton of new stuff that you've probably never heard of because there really is a ton of stuff. That being said, in BC, it is getting more and more difficult during COVID with no traveling, hard to get shipping, some distilleries don't ship to get stuff on the island here, um, so I'm getting very creative, and if you noticed on Instagram yesterday, I actually put a call out, I was like, help me, I have no idea what I'm going to do, um, but then I started rolling, and I started thinking, and I was like, oh, okay, well, what's going on, In in it's summertime, I've seen a few posts on my Facebook feed of people looking for cheese boards, and, and finding to go cheese boards, go and sit in the park, or on their back deck, and I was like, you know what? I've got, I just picked up this and I'd known this one for, someone recommended this one and I was like, the Quince Liqueur from Bruin, and this sort of inspired this whole entire tasting in a way that, what should you drink with cheese boards outside of wine? Let's not even talk about wine, forget about wine, we're not even doing wine, although I love wine, someone said that I should be doing wine reviews, but if I start doing more than eight videos based on BC's craft spirits um, a week, I will go mental, it is a ton of work on my one man show, so... I edit this, <laughs> I post it all, I strip the audio for the podcast, I do all that sort of stuff all by myself, I do not have a team, there is no smoke or mirrors, there's no one standing behind the camera, um, giving me signals and doing teleprompters and holding up mics and all that sort of stuff, it's a very rinky-dink operation here, but, so this is what I got sort of thinking, I was like, you know what, I got tons of stuff, I've been doing Spirit of Day, I am right now, like, I really want to do Jones distilling, and I really want to do Fernie Distilling. Um, it's really hard to get their stuff shipped. They, don't sh- they hardly ship. It's very hard to get. It's a pain in the ass to, to get over here via Pure later. Um, but I was like, you know what? I want to do something that showcases five things in BC that you should be drinking with cheese boards. Cheese and meat boards. Cheese boards especially, but cheese, we'll kick off with cheese boards. Some cheese and charcuterie boards. Let's kick it off. I think everybody should be drinking more vermouth. Now, I'm a big proponent for all the vermouths we have in BC. Big ones. Imperative. ching Marrow. ching Um, Esquimalt Dry, which we did a little session on a little while ago. Um, uh, Bianco from Divine. Uh, bittersweet from Unsociety. Who else is making? Oh, Central City's Terror based on apple cider. There's just so many vermouths <laughs> out there, and I just love all of them. Um, but I wanted to be very specific, particular about cheeses, breeze, blue cheese, um... Nuts and nuts and pastes. Um, so I thought vermouth. Everybody should be drinking more vermouth. Um, I love vermouth. Uh, vermouth and tonic is a big one for me. The Esquimalt dry and tonic is awesome. Um, the Esquimalt... Uh, sorry. The um, Ampersand, which we're going to taste off first. The Ampersand Imperative. I love on the rocks with a slice of lemon. It's low al. It's low. It's low alk. It's what is the alk on this one? Eighteen. Oh, it's not low alk. <laughs> it's eighteen percent, but. Um, you get the drift where I'm going with this. But the aromatics of the aromatic wine, the vermouth, just play so much better with cheese than wine does. When you start really delving into really good vermouths and enjoyable vermouths and drinking vermouths like what Sean does at Marrow, all of a sudden you start really getting the understanding of how these f- pair with manchego and greasy olives and like oily olives and, and that sort of thing. On the nose... The wine profile of this is just fantastic. Ortega is a, a grape that is just grown here on the island. Does very, very well here on the island. And I, in my personal opinion, I think Ortega is be- Vancouver Island's grape. I think more wineries should be doing stuff with it. I think it can be used so, so well. And I think it's such a great grape and versatile and, and works so well for the island. But on the nose, you're getting the wine profile. And then you get the, uh, the botanicals. You're getting this really bright orange peel and musty wormwood and cardamom and marjoram and stuff like this. And so you just start f- smelling these beautiful dry vermouth to botanicals. Slightly higher test alcohol, 18%. So this residual sweetness is zero. It really is just this beautiful botanical bomb. And I can just see a nice slice of manchego and some... Um, Some walnuts or some almonds. Oh, that almonds and this would be money. Um, Drinking vermouth is the way to go. Uh, Next up, the marrow dry vermouth. Now, Sean is notorious for creating vermouth that he likes to drink. So he's designed it as like Spanish drinking vermouth. Now, I've had a lot of nerdy, geeky bartenders say, oh, it doesn't taste like vermouth, or this is not a great vermouth. I'm like, but you haven't ever gone out and explored vermouth in Italy, in Spain, in Germany, and seen how each individual village has the different styles of vermouth, their own their own classic terroir vermouth specific to that village, because all we get here is the mainstream stuff, although we've got a lot more in the last couple of years. So go out and explore these vermouths, because they really do showcase really well, Beaufort, I forgot about Beaufort up in uh, in Duncan as well, another grape for 3 Another high high test, 19.5, so it's a little bit higher than a regular bottle of wine, but on the rocks, slice of lemon, or this one I'd go with grapefruit. This one, you gain the botanicals a little bit more forward than the wine base. A little bit more residual sugar than the ampersand, but it's still dry. Those herbs come in. So you get it finished with this big mouthful of really nice wine texture, and then those herbs come in to just go, and dry it off. Again, really fantastic with cheese and almonds and nuts and a little bit of paste, some nice wafery crackers. I think you really need to go out and get a bottle of vermouth. Next time you're at the, at the liquor store, whether it be Vessel Vintage here in Victoria, Legacy in Vancouver... Go and find a bottle of local vermouth and put it on the chill. Get a nice chill to it and put it on the rocks. And honestly, you won't be disappointed. On the rocks with some citrus or some tonic. Top it up with fever tree tonic. Money in the bank. You're down. You can really, really drink a whole shwack load of vermouth and tonics when you're 18, 19% alcohol. So let's dive into liqueurs a little bit. So the one that really defined what I was doing today was the quince liqueur. Someone mentioned it and I was like, you know what? I need to go find a bottle, and I knew that vintage had a bottle, and I, I was glad I got it. So, um, just quince, locally grown quince, and away we go. <laughs> I think quince is this sort of this sort of fruit that people don't really understand. They know of quince paste for their cheese boards and stuff, but they don't really understand it as a fruit. It is a fantastic like pear, uh, peary sort of apple family, and it just gives you so much flavor and I think quince liqueurs and quince pastes and quince syrups and stuff should really make a real big comeback especially summertime 25% on the nose not a huge amount of flavor or aromas but bang on the palate this is quince on quince on quince They've done a really good job. The quince isn't, like, stewed, which, can, again, I've always talked about liqueurs. If you start soaking fruit in alcohol, it can get a very stewy sort of um, taste. It's still bright. BC liqueur is always that great acidity in the finish. Like, right back here is twain, like, with great acidity. Not a lot of uh, sweetness. Even though it's 25%, you're expecting a little bit of residual sweetness. Not a lot of sweetness. Very dry. Dryness is great when you're pairing these with and complementing these to... Um, uh, charcuterie boards and cheese boards because it's going to clean your palate it's going to get you ready for that next bite that next you i can already feel my salivating ready like grabbing a piece of brie or some blue cheese putting a little slab of of pancetta on there or prosciutto eating that with a cracker my mouth is just ready it's just quince on quince on quince it's, it's a very clean quince forward place i don't it's just not really much more to it than just quince on quince and I I think that's the best representation of it we're not looking at different vanillas or caramels and stuff it is just the essence of quince in a bottle um that's the Bruinwood Quince Liqueur that's fantastic um one that I've done before the Okanagan Spirits Sea Buckthorn now this is a weird little one this one actually has got some age to it because you can see a little bit darker than when it first comes out obviously a little bit of oxidization to it but nonetheless it will still be fantastic You're looking at 24% again. On the nose, the Sea Buckthorn, I think, is one of my favorite liqueurs to do a cheese pairing with. Um, It is honeycomb and blue cheese on the nose. That's what I get. And with this little bit of age to it, it is just jacked up on honeycomb and blue cheese. It's very odd. Sea Buckthorn is a very odd liqueur. Not not anyone makes it here in BC. I think in Scandinavia, you see some Sea Buckthorn liqueurs. But I think this one's this sucker chilled in the fridge poured for a cheese board is on the point. On the palate. And that blue cheese goes away. That funky blue cheese goes away. And all you get is this beautiful honeycomb. Honeycomb, great acidity. Oh, that honeycomb is just intense right now. Um, sort of a oh, Trying a gooseberry-esque sort of flavor profile you gain with it, with the honeycomb. But the honeycomb is really rich. It's a really rich honeycomb-forward sort of flavor profile. But for a cheese board, for manchego, for goat cheese, oh, this is going to be divine. Finally, what we're going to finish up with is, of course, you know my love of brandies. If you've been watching Spirit of Day, you know how much I love my brandy. I think brandy is super still underrated. Um, I think more people need to use it. Um, I think it needs to lose the stigma of being a a neat pour in a balloon at the end of dinner. Um, But we're going to go with the Maple Leafs. Poire. They're Pear Williams. Now, you know Maple Leaf is notoriously famous for just making fruit brandies and liqueurs. I don't think they make a gin. They don't make a vodka. They make fruit brandies. They kill it. Um, Fantastic couple that work up there. Oh, and why do I love fruit brandy so much? If you haven't watched any of my episodes and you're not following along, I love the fact of how aggressive fermentation and distillation is, and how fragrant and beautiful and aromatic the final product comes out. It's not beating up fruit because you would think like if you bruise a piece of pear and you bite into that bruise a day later, it's gross. So think about fermentation and 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 crushing and distillation under heat and pressure, it just blows my mind how fantastic these distillates come out. I think that's why I just love brandy so much and order vie. 40%. So we're finishing strong on this one. Start with the low test, 18, 19%, 24, 25, 40%. Man, it's just clean. It's beautiful, bright, aromatic, fragrant pears that just sit on your tongue and just go for days and days and days. The alcohol burn is minimal. It, it does feel like you're slicing a piece of pear and you're just putting a slice of pear in your mouth every single time you take a mouthful of this. But for a cheese board, that, again, that alcohol is going to clean the palate off, get you reset, get you started. It's going to complement and contrast the next bite. The higher alcohol ones, that's what they're there for. You want them to clean your palate, get you set, get you ready to go for the next one, bang it. And then the the, the complimentary lower alcohol ones, these are still really dry, very aromatic, um, very herbal forward. So these are just going to play really well with almonds and olives and that sort of thing. So stop drinking, no, I shouldn't say stop drinking wine. <laughs> Keep drinking BC wine. If you're drinking any sort of wine, you should be drinking BC wine. You're not tuning in to watch BC Spirits if you're drinking BC wine. If you're not drinking BC wine, I mean. Um, But honestly, take a think about the next time you do a cheese board with a couple of friends down the park or in the back deck as we start getting social distancing, shrinking. Really think about buying a bowl of vermouth or buying some liqueurs and just chucking them in the fridge and seeing how they pair with your cheese board. You might be surprised. And you might push your friends to try something completely different, and they may fall in love with it. But honestly, drink more vermouth. Try and find out the liqueurs to pair with the cheese board. You're going to have an absolute blast. Um, That is the end of the episode. Thank you so much for the support. I've got one more after this. Um, Darkside Slash, please, please, please reach out to me if you're watching this episode. Um, I've got one more more issue after this that I've got signed, ready to go. I'm... Try and try my very, very best to get uh, three copies of David Kergamo and Blair Phillips' new books, A Definitive Guide of cro- uh, Craft Distilleries in Canada. Um, it's just becoming a bit of a nightmare to do that, but I'm trying my very best to do that. Thank you very much for the support. I will see you in a couple of hours for a Spirit of Day. Have a good week. Thanks again for the support. Again, I can't keep thanking you enough for how grateful I am for the support I'm getting. Um, see you soon, guys. Bye.